Ask the Podcast Coach for February 19th, 2022. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Glad to be with you, and I'm looking forward to some spring weather. Not going to lie. It's yeah. just I'm kind of sick of the winter can be over. Well, the, the fun thing was here in Ohio, we it went up to 57. We got a bunch of rain, and I had no snow in my backyard yeah. after having mountains of snow in my backyard. I was Just like, melted cool. it all. Yeah, and then the yeah. next day it went down to seven, and we got like another two inches. And I was like, oh, that's not cool. Uh, we could use some. We, we, it hasn't rained in months, and everything is brown here in Nebraska. Yeah. It's so, but you know what else is brown? A little, uh, co- little coffee. A little coffee. Oh, that, that could have gone horribly wrong. Couldn't <laughs> <it>? <laughs> oh, that's still hilarious. All right. Yes. And of course, that awesome coffee pour is brought to you by. Nope, not that. It's brought by that guy. There we go. Uh, the one and only Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Oh, and Mark gave me more uh, talking points and I can't find them. But thank you, Mark, for sending me those. He's like, hey, if you're if you're tired of mentioning the fact that he is a uh, a graphic artist and he's polite because he's Canadian, he goes, he likes that one. But uh, what was I doing last night? Um, I was adding things to a PowerPoint presentation and I put in my logo and I was like, every time I put it in, I'm like, yeah, that, that's I'm, I'm very proud of that logo. And uh, so whatever you need, if you are looking for, here's a fun one we don't talk much about. I mean, Mark works with all these different companies, and they're all trying to, you know, look good and look professional. And so he's got a ton of marketing knowledge. So if you are like, look, I don't know anything about branding or things like that, you can hire Mark to do kind of a branding audit. So you can go over your website and everything that you have facing the public. Really? 60 seconds is over already? Holy cow. Oh, man, it caught me off guard. It did. <clears throat> yeah, so if you'd like to, to go over, see just the awesome work that Mark does, go over to podcastbranding.co. It's the place to go, podcastbranding.co. While you're looking at that, uh, big thanks to Dan LeFebvre over at Based on a True Story Podcast.com. Of course, Dan, Dan sponsors the mug and Dan, thanks for all you do. If you're looking for a new podcast to listen to and you want something that's super interesting around movies or television programs that say it's based on a true story, well, how much of it really is? Yeah, you can head out to basedonatruestorypodcast.com. You don't have to fix that in real time, Dave. We'll figure it out. I do have good news. I got this note from um, App Rover. Or maybe that's where I found it. I don't know. It says, hey, good news. I just boosted my prior two-star review on Apple Podcasts of Ask the Podcast Coach to five stars. That's right. Uh, It may take a day or two for Apple to update it. My concern was when you first launched, um, let's thank our awesome supporters. It was way too much. It felt like you uh, switched too much of the show from creating helpful content for your audience to excessively thanking your supporters. The balance wasn't right. Over the past year, you initially scaled back on that and then recently reduced it even more. Thank you. The balance is now appropriate. Oh, how, much, how much is too much? What do you think the, the ratio of... Because radio is oh. about 
Mm, that's a good question. Uh, 60% content? Because I know the the one was, mm, I want to say 20, 33, 34 minutes, I think, was how much was content and the rest was advertising. I just know, for, for me, I, I need to listen to a podcast that kind of pushes my buttons and then sit down and figure it out. Because I, it's one of those where I don't know what it is, but I just know there's a part of me that gets like poked, and I go, "Really, another ad?" Like, ugh. So, what what are your thoughts on that? Like, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, well, I don't know if there's a magic, you know, I don't know if there's a magic number that you, you know, if you're over it or under it, you're fine, or you you have to worry. That's good feedback. Like for us, you know, hey, we were kind of thinking, you know, you you kind of always suspected. We tried it. We did it. We, that's not the only negative feedback we got on, I mean, we, on those ads, right? We had people in, I think on YouTube or something saying like, all they're doing is thanking their, you know, their supporters. So that's, you know, you, you listened, you respond, you changed it. I think that's some indication that we're maybe in the right, we're in the right place. I think you get more out of an audience survey for this than you do anything else of trying to find a number everybody's going to always say, if you do any ads, they're always going to say it's too much. So you have to kind of change those questions around a little bit that you're not just saying, do I do too many ads? Because most right. people want zero, right? They're saying, no, I don't want any ads. I don't put any in there. You got to have, I mean, if you're going to monetize it or whatever, you got to have some. So it's just figuring out how long, how much, you know, Leo Laporte on, uh, on the Twit Network, his host red ads are three or four minutes long. That's what I hear. <laughs> right? And he keeps doing them. So it must be what works for him. Now, his advertisers appreciate that. He's gone to a, uh, during the pandemic, he went to more of a subscriber model and he's doing some weird stuff with his advertising. But I, I don't know, Dave. I don't know if I have a number. I think you got to individualize on your podcast and say, what will my listeners tolerate? And I think part of it is how well do the ads fit the audience? I used to tune into a show that I didn't really like the show, but it was a, it was a web, mm, something about internet websites, something like blah, blah, blah. This was a while ago. And the show itself wasn't great, but they always had sponsors and they were these cool resources that I'd never heard of. So I actually, it was like the Super Bowl. I tuned in for the commercials. So uh, Brendan says, uh, there's another podcast on podcasting. It used to be no ads and this is, He's probably thinking about the same one I am, Evo. And uh, it it almost made me uh, stop subscribing, which is funny because that podcast today yeah. um, came out with an episode saying, hey, I'm hearing that I have too many ads. And I, I texted him like, hey, you can add me to that list. Um, he went from having one to, to two, almost three. And it's like, uh, you know, it's almost two, I think you it's. It's almost like niacin. You have to take it in small doses. And, <laughs> yeah, and so, yeah, you found out this week, right? Yes, I uh, I had a lovely allergic. If you watch people on YouTube, this is because I was thinking about this. Long story short, I took some niacin way too much and had a allergic reaction that required that basically resulted in me looking very sunburned <laughs> on the top half yeah, of my body. You, you had you had a flush reaction. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, okay, this is an interesting story. How can I tie this to podcasting? And I'm like, ah. You have to be careful where you get your advice from and maybe get a second opinion. <laughs> Cause I was like, I just, some really, this guy's got great stuff on uh, weight loss and how your body, you know, the biology of your body and how it consumes food and all this other stuff. And he just threw out there, Oh, <clears throat> if you're getting older, you might want to take some niacin. So 
I, I ordered some and uh, my body was like, yeah, that's too much too soon. Thanks. So it was, uh, was fun. So be careful where you get your advice from. Good to ask a professional like here, yeah. you know, you could come, if you were thinking of doing something crazy, you could come on and ask us, get some advice around that. You know, it's, it's podcasting. We're not doctors. We don't, we won't give out health advice, but right. you know, uh, jump in here and, uh, and you know, we'd love to have your questions if you want to check it out that way too. Yeah. Uh, Stefan says YouTube recently introduced a punishment for pausing video after the pause, at least one or two ads get pushed. I finally, it's the best 10 bucks I spend every month. I went to YouTube pro because what's funny is when I'm working, uh, all the Dave stuff, all the school podcasting stuff is in Chrome, all my lips and stuff I do in Firefox. And it's hilarious because somebody be like, Hey, my video didn't post to YouTube or whatever it is. And I'll go to YouTube and click on in like, I mean, every time it's an ad and it's just, I was like, Oh, I forgot how bad YouTube was before I paid the 10 bucks to make the, the ads go away. And that is a strategy. It's just weird that you have to kind of, I guess, upset your audience. Like you have to make your podcast so annoying that they will spend money (laughs) to get rid of the ads. It's a, it's a, it's a different kind of strategy. It's a, it's, that YouTube model is interesting. Sometimes I'll go to Brave because they block them. You know, the Brave mm-hmm. blocks those ads by default. And there's a, oh. there's a, listen, <laughs> there's a whole debate going on because of course that's cheating content providers. Right? They're, they're doing things right. on YouTube. They get paid for those ads as Brave blocks them all. Man, they don't get paid for those. And so it's, it's, um, you know, it's a dilemma on that, but I, you know, yeah. Dave, it is a, it's money well spent to block the ads on YouTube. Just to be honest, I, I probably should do it because <clears throat> sometimes I watch on my phone that doesn't work on the phone. The YouTube app on an iPhone, ooh, I think it accelerates the ads. You know, it's just, it's unwatchable at times. That is an experience where it's, it's jarring. Like the feedback that we got where we were in the middle of the show and then you just make a transition and we want to thank our awesome supporters. And that's similar probably to that YouTube experience where it's just pretty jarring. Yeah. Had this one, I saw the in in Facebook this morning, but I thought this one was, was somewhat interesting from a guy named Matt Gibson. And, And for the love of God, if you can hear my voice right now and you're on Facebook, go to Facebook and add your website in the contact and info section because it was interesting because this guy, and he wasn't really trying to, uh, he wasn't openly saying, hey, go listen to my show, but he was asking for feedback on his show. And a bunch of us are like, hey, can you give me a link? I'll be happy to listen. And he didn't do that. And I was like, well, just click on his name and go to his profile. And there was no link. And I was like, ah, I mean, if you're, if you're on social media, to drive people to your show, you got to give them a path uh, because I Googled his name um, and put the word podcast and it was not him because he's from the UK and the, the one I found was definitely not him. So anyway, here's, here's his question. He goes, I had this comment on a paid for Facebook ad and the, basically the, the comment he's talking about. So he made a Facebook ad and somebody said, man, I couldn't make it past four minutes. Uh, your voice isn't good enough for, for radio or something like that. So he was commenting on the sound of his voice. And he said, um, just interested to get the community's general feedback on how to not let such criticism get to you and how best to respond to such comments. Um, uh, he says, as you can see with this guy saying, hey, your voice sucks, 
I opted to attempt to attempt some humor because he kind of was like, oh, well, yada, yada, yada. He goes, but I was pretty peeved by the comment initially, but decided after some thought not to react angrily. And so, number one, that's a good thing. Never, never reply when you are pissed. I have, I have done that and regretted it later. Um, he says, I'm quite a reasonable person and I'm very much open to constructive criticism. That's two, two pluses for uh, Matt in this case. But I concluded this comment wasn't a clumsy and insensitive way to get constructive feedback based on the fact that it doesn't attempt to suggest any way to make the, oh, I hate when people do this, to make the pod better. Anybody else hate it when somebody refers to a podcast as the pod? Yes. I'm like, okay, but do you guys think that's a fair assessment? I felt uh, it did. I would uh, engage with it far more readily. He goes, I've just published a new episode today and recorded the intro and outro this morning, but I have to be honest and admit that it was I was a bit more self-conscious when recording than, uh, than before because this person had commented on his voice. Any advice on how to stop comments like this from making you second guess yourself? So it's kind of almost like one of those, hey, I got a one-star review kind of thing. So how do you get back on the horse when somebody's told you, giving you a, a, a comment? So I like the fact that he he kind of is politely, if you read between the lines, he's kind of asking, hey, can somebody give me a second opinion? So I like the fact that he was open. He wasn't like, this guy's a jerk and an idiot. He's like, hey. You know, can somebody else help me out with that? So that's when I was going to go listen to a show, and he didn't have a link to his his show. But uh, have you ever been in that situation where you're like, I'm not sure every if this day. is every yeah every day, right? I mean, we get comments through the Gallup podcast, through YouTube, the YouTube channel, you know, and I uh, I get comments like typical Americans, right? You know, those, the, mm-hmm. you know, you get things like, uh, if I, if I have to watch two white guys in another podcast, mm. yeah, I'm going to lose my mind. Like those kinds of things, right? Those comments come in. Um, some of them are helpful. I mean, I've had some who say, boy, it'd have been really nice if you'd actually included the links in, in the description, those kinds of things where you, you know, you make a mistake. I think you have to really get in the right frame of mind before you go to to view these comments. Listen, viewing comments doesn't happen on accident. <laughs> you went out there to you you're right. choosing to do this activity, right? You're choosing to log in either YouTube comments or whatever, get reviews. And I think you just have to get your right yourself in the right frame of mind where you're thinking like, okay, <clears throat> no matter what I said here, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> right? Cuz that's the worst thing in the world to do is respond on that anger like you you just said this, you can't respond on that. And maybe even set a timer like, okay, I'm going to set a one hour timer. Uh, hey, a lady, you yeah. know, set a timer for one hour. No responses until afterwards. Give yourself some time to think about it. That's the best thing I've ever done. When I wake up in the morning, I go through our, our social feeds. Very first thing I do in the morning. And then um, I go, then I take a shower and make coffee. I don't respond first thing. I, I think about those while I'm showering and making coffee. Then I go downstairs and start doing the responding. The time is your friend in this case, Dave. Let some time, let some water pass. Now, for some of you, you may get angrier during that hour. <laughs> so, That's right? true. But, That's always yeah. a possibility. I just love the fact that he was he was somewhat open to it. But also, I, I said, there's a name for that person, and that is not your target audience. You know, and I go, yeah. some people are going to love you. Some people, I go, case in point, uh, exhibit A. Lou Reed. I go, just the name Lou Reed 
makes me frustrated because the more I've researched this guy, I was like, oh, the reason he sucked is because he was a junkie. Oh, that makes it. I just I don't get Lou Reed. I mean, I yeah, take a walk on the wild side. But other than that, when people start calling this guy a genius, I'm like, no, no, he he was he was a junkie. He, he was <laughs> just, you know, tripping uh, anyway. So. So some people are going to like you and some people are are not, and that's just the way it is. But don't let it get you. The immortal words, I lived in high school by the immortal words of David Lee Roth, which were, don't let it get to your head, man, because life's a bitch anyways, ain't it? <laughs> so, yes, and if you go, that sounds a lot like Binky. Yes, it's Binky <laughs> is, is Binky David. based? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Binky Binky's just a little deeper and a lot more horse, man. <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, Aliquity has uh, joined us. So, hey, Aliquity, how hey, are you guys? I I'm doing well, and I'm on Pacific time, so I got up at seven o'clock this morning on a Saturday to come be with all of you. Thank you. Wow, Thank you. that is that is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I have been moving and moving, and we've had issues with moving. And I think Dave, I told you some of that. But anyway, um, I am currently in Olympia, Washington, but we have a wonderful home in McMinnville, Oregon, which I can't wait to get into. Nice. Excellent. Nice. What can we help you with? Well, I just wanted to comment on the imposter syndrome and the commenting things. I hear this. I heard this from somebody just like three days ago, and it drives me crazy because here's the deal. No matter what you do, you're not going to make everybody happy. Right. And the, the goal is not to make that person that's like upset or like angry with you happy. That's not the goal. The goal is to make the people who are naturally going to follow you content with your value of your content. So like when you get those people, like uh, this is a perfect example. I heard, um, so there's a new gluten-free podcast that just came out and um, the guy's from Australia and his wife was on and they did a poll and they said 96% wanted, wanted to have, so the guy, the guy is the host and he put out a poll on Instagram saying like, Hey, do you want my wife to come on to talk about like, Hey, what's it like to live with somebody with celiac disease? And 96% said yes. And 4% said no. And she's like, well, maybe I shouldn't come on the next time. I'm like, no, if 96% of the people are saying yes, like who cares about the 4%? Like you, you have to, as a podcaster and as a creator in general, you need to just know that like, you're going to have people who don't like your work and that is really okay. You have to, if you expect some people not to like your work, you're way better off as a creator than if you want everybody to like it. And besides not everybody liking it, as long as people like, I mean, and there's going to be people that are rude, but you literally... That's what I call my emotional boundary box. Like, I'm like, okay, whatever. That's their feeling. That's not my opinion of my work. And as long as you're putting out good quality work and you're not doing like, hey, we're getting drunk and having a podcast, like, don't worry about it. It's it's part it's part of the deal, right? It's part of being a creator. And then where if you're an artist, a podcaster, a writer, because I write too for a living. Um, and interestingly enough, this was really, really funny. So um, you guys all know Steve Stewart. And so I get his podcast editor's newsletter yes. and- I got one of his newsletters that said somebody was looking for show notes writers. And that's one of the things that I specialize in. So I went online and clicked on the application. And this was really funny because about, mm, I think last summer, somewhere somewhere around that time, um, someone had hired me on Fiverr to do their podcast show notes. And it was literally like two sentence summary, 24 bullet points and links at the bottom. Like that was it. So I rewrote her podcast show notes to be more readable without 24 bullet points. And she's like, no, no, no. That's not what our people, our people want to read our, our bullet points, blah, 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 because it's a summary. And I'm like, no, nobody wants to read bullet points and Google's going to downrank you for your bullet points. So this is a better format. And she's like, no, this is what people want. And she's like, and if you're not going to write it like this, then, you know, like we don't want to hire you. I'm like, that's fine. That's I, don't want, 
I don't want my name on that work. I don't want my name on, hey, this is 24 bullet points because that's not professional writing. And so interestingly enough, I got Steve's um, thing. And when I went to apply for it, it was that show. And they're like, we're looking for a new format for our show notes. <laughs> I'm like, you. really? Really? That's so surprising. You're getting away from the 24 bullet points? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Show notes are always interesting because... It can't be all bullet points, but also the thing uh, I just had a, a member of the school of podcasting. I was kind of doing an audit of his site and he wrote a blog post and it was like he had paragraphs, but there were no subheadings. So it was like title and I opened it up, I'm like, dude, I go, number one, subheadings. Uh, I said, because number one, nobody reads. Nobody mm-hmm. reads. I said, they scanned your subheadings and then decide where to start reading. And I said, and often it's not at the top. They go to the part that catches their eye. But uh, yeah, so, but I always say if you have a, a list or something, maybe throw in some bullets because it just breaks up the monotony of text, 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 yeah. you know, but that's, uh, that's but people it can- like, don't do more than three or four bullet points. Cause if you do more than that, or the other thing that drives me crazy as a writer is like people putting dashes, like every other sentence. Like I read yeah. this one person who she claims to be a podcast expert and um, she had like literally 14, I counted them, 14 dashes in her one long paragraph of show notes. <laughs> nice. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. But anyway, if you're a creator and somebody like you have to just believe in yourself and believe in what you do and stick to your guns because it's your niche. It's what you do. And just just go for it. And there's always going to be people that criticize you and just be like, you know what? That's that's what they're going to do. Awesome. And where can people find you? Um, so there's two places you can find me. There's Travel Gluten Free Podcast. So if you just go on Google and look at look up Travel Gluten Free Podcast, you'll find me there. And then um, for my writing services, you can find me. Hold at on, writing- hold on, hold on. What is the website for Travel Gluten Free? TravelGlutenFreePodcast.com. There we go. Thank you. Because yes. I'm like, none of this find me stuff. Oh, like, no, no, oh, no, no, no. I have amazing SEO right now. Like I have people. I, I know, me. but no. When I say, where can people find you? So, all right, travelglutenfreepodcast.com and your other, and your other website is, is, um, is www.writeforyou.me.me because somebody had the .com, which really irked me, but yeah. And I'll be at PodFest live in May. I'm so excited. This is going to be my first PodFest I've been to in since pre-pandemic. And I'm assuming now, now is just realize that when you say write for you, that could be R-I-G-H-T-F-O-R. The letter U, it could be W-R-I-T-E, the number four. I mean, there's like three different ways. Buy all those domains because um, I so get you it. Have a problem like Dave. So you can have a problem like Dave. That's yeah, why he's that's saying. It. Yeah. Yes, so. I need to have 150 domains and use eight of them. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, awesome. That's the way to go. Well, it's thanks so W-R-I-T-E. much for W-R-I-T-E. The number four F-O-R. Uh, so it's W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-Y-O-U, right for you. There we go. You. Like it. Excellent. Like All it. right. Like it. We'll see you later. Thanks, Eliquity. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thanks for jumping for in. Me. You bet. I don't, I don't know what kind of stuff they're feeding those people in Oregon. But I, where, I did that, like, where did that energy come from? Did she somehow get your coffee? Holy <laughs> cow. That was awesome. Yeah. Eliquity, hey, it, nice job. Very nice job. And it's seven in the morning. It's like, wait, what's like, how does that? Holy cow. Here is another question from Carolyn. She said, questions around sponsorship. I've launched a trailer and my first guest episode, and I've been approached by a publishing company who have suggested I interview one of their authors. 
though in the same arena, the guest profile is not an exact fit. So I've gone back and said it would be on a sponsorship basis. In other words, if I'm going to interview this person, you're going to pay me. Um, they are interested, but they want a price. Any suggestions on how to set a value on it? Uh, all insights are appreciated. But there was one phrase that, that jumped out at me, and that was, the guest profile is not an exact fit. And I went, I believe that is what is called the definition of selling out then. Like, hey, here's somebody who really shouldn't be probably on my show, but I'll let them on my show if you pay me. And I just went, so that's what I put in the Facebook thing. I said, if it's not a good fit, like, why are you having this person on your phone or on your show? Is that any different, though, than taking an ad that may not fit your show exactly? And what does that even mean, you know, fitting your show exactly, right? I mean, isn't that still kind of arbitrary? So is it is it that much different than taking a sponsor that may not fit? I mean, like if we had uh, HelloFresh on this show. Right. Well, okay, that doesn't really, that really wouldn't match what we're doing here. Would it be bad? No, everybody needs to eat. Right. So I don't know. It's a little gray, don't you think? Yeah. And and then in terms of how much would you charge, I was like. As much as you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. As much as you can. Like, wh- why wouldn't you maximize that price as, as best you can? I think people miss this idea. They, they They get so hung up on that very first one. Like, how much should I charge? Well, charge something and see what happens. If they say yes rather quickly, you probably didn't charge enough. Now, hey, that's okay. Just go with it. The next time you do it, raise the price. Like, this is how you find where your market is, right? Eventually, people will start saying no. Then you know you've reached the max, at least at that point in time, right? Depends on how good of a salesperson you are and all those other things. But Dave, so people get so hung up on this very first, what do I charge? Well, charge something and see where it goes, right? That's the only way you right. can determine a market price for what you're doing. It's just crazy that that's even a question, but I get it. Not everybody's used to charging for those kinds of things. Yeah, and whatever you think you should charge, double it. Because yeah. I'm here yeah. to tell you, we all under, just we undervalue, and you're like, yeah, but I, I've only got three episodes out. But yeah, if your show is filled with a hyper niche, that's really powerful, and so, and it's, it's, I was in a, uh, I took a course from Mighty Networks about community building and they were talking about this and the, the woman that kind of was like the head of Mighty Networks, she goes, I just see this all the time. And she goes, what happens, especially with uh, like a private network or something like that? She goes, people price it so low that people then go, well, that can't be any good because it's not charging enough. So, um, yeah, so. That that would be that. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting. When I see, hey, this isn't a good fit, I'm like, then why is it, you know, why is that going on your show? Um, Kim, Kim has a good point, or uh, Liquidy has a good point. that She mm. says, I won't have any products that have gluten in them or that I yeah. haven't tried as a sponsor. Also, and again, you know, she's gluten-free podcast. I mean, I think there's some, right. there's some areas in here if you're, you know, you're talking about these kind of things and all of a sudden it's like, hey, you get some Wonder Bread. <laughs> you're kind of like, well, it probably has gluten in it, right? Uh, if they refuse to send me samples, I don't have them on my show as a sponsor. So I think, I, and I love that. I'm not a big fan of sponsoring something I haven't tried. You know, it's just one of those kinds of things like, no, I want to do it. 
I want to try it. I want to, I want to have it in my hands. It's just, uh, and I'm also, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not a big fan of these folks that get product and review it two days later. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, we just got this, you know, these early views. Yeah, we, I just got this two days and I'm going to give it a review. And you're like, really two days? Like that's it. And you know, you get a 10 minute review video on it and you're like, mm. so that's another one of those areas. Like, ah, I'd like you to use it a little bit before you, you know, before you. I, that's the ones I love. Uh, I'm using the, the smart oven three months later. You're like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, Brendan says, uh, I made a course and wanted to charge a hundred dollars for it. My coach told me to price it at a thousand dollars and it blew my mind that it sold. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's always and, easier to come down in price by the way, than to go back yeah. up. So if you set it too high and nobody buys it, you can always discount it. By the way, don't change that initial price. Just discount yeah. the crap out of it. Now don't make it too, in Brandon's case, if you set it at a thousand and then you have a $9 sale, that's a you know, that's, that's a little, that, that may be a, a little too much in between, but certainly, um, you know, it's, it's as easier because you could always, if it gets popular, you can always go back to that price as opposed to once you right. set it at a hundred dollars, man, go to 150 is hard if the customers are used to getting it for a hundred. Yeah. The, uh, Craig says, if you charge an amount and it doesn't sell, how do you know if it's overpriced or just bad marketing? It'd be both. Yeah. That's, that's the question. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, so, it's, it's, a, it's a hard question, like especially in a niche because you don't have that much data to work with. You know, you're you're talking to small audience to begin with. You don't know did I did I mess up the marketing on this? Is it not the right time? You know, we, at Gallup, yeah. we 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 wrote a book ten years ago called Well Being, and you know these five elements of well being. Oh, ten years ago, so 2012 is when it came out. It could not have gotten more yawns. You know, it didn't sell very well. I mean, it sold, but it didn't sell very well. It wasn't a blockbuster hit. Um, we wrote a book in 2021 called Wellbeing at Work that has it sold more copies in the first wow. week than the whole the other book had sold at all, right? Why? Because people are thinking about their well-being right now. Like, that's a word. It's a, it's, it's a mm. thing people are worried about. Ten years ago, nah, not so much. Today, yes. Was it wrong to publish that book 10 years ago? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. You know, you don't know. Just people weren't talking about it. Was it right to publish this book in 2021? <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. From that standpoint. So you may be offering something that's not needed at the time. Can you wait 10 years like we did? Probably. Most people can't. We can. Most people can't. So yeah. it, that's, that's the other weird thing about it. And Kim says you could always try, you know, dropping yep. the price, maybe having yep. a sale yep. and seeing if that does that. But timing is huge. There was a, um, I forget the name of the TV show, but it was Jay Moore, who's a, a comedian. He went on to have his own CBS thing, um, was involved with Last Comic Standing. So not a huge deal. He's in Jerry Maguire. And so he was on a show about Hollywood and... um, it was funny and it was kind of inside baseball and it was, I loved it cause it wasn't a cop show and it wasn't this and that. It was this cool thing. The problem was uh, it was up against friends and it just got stomped. And they said how he, he's talked about that. He goes, you know, that was a really great show. And he goes and the critics loved it because it was kind of about their, 
their beat and the, he said everybody loved that show he goes it was just bad timing he goes if that had come out either if they moved it to a different day or something like that he goes but it was just bad timing and he goes and i think they did a maybe two seasons of it and um that was that was all she wrote so it was just bad timing so um the real not a, don't get fooled by cheap imitations the real kevin richardson says if you change your show cover art do you only need to change it on the host and website. I'm sure it will eventually change to the new art in all aspects. I'm glad you asked this question. A couple things. A, you only need to change it. Remember, the way podcasting works, you have your host. So let's say it's a Libsyn, Captivate, Buzzsprout, whoever. So here's here's your here's your host. Now, right now I'm holding up three fingers. And uh, up here you have Apple and the apps. And so now i got three fingers above my other three fingers, right? It's a mirror. So when you then change something in your host... Eventually, within 24 hours, the apps will update to show that change. So it's just a mirror of whatever's in there. So if you need to change things in the apps, you don't go to the apps. You go to the source, which is your media host. Now, when you do that, number one, make sure that it meets Apple specifications. So it has to be 1400 by 1400 all the way up to 3000 by 3000 But the one you really need to pay attention to is the file size. It has to be less than 500 kilobytes. And God bless Apple, because they won't tell you that, but it's true. That drives me nuts. Yet another point, I, I was starting to write an Apple, uh, like a, a article on like why Apple is frustrating, but that's another one. Um, then give it a different file name. So if your original artwork was called logo.jpg and you upload another file called logo.jpg, Apple and the other apps are going to go, oh, we've already got that one. So give it a new file name. So if you give it a new file name, make sure it meets Apple specs. And yes, it can't be 1400 by 1401. That will not work. It has to be perfectly square, whatever the size it is. And then make sure it's under 500 kilobytes. And if you haven't seen the app, it's called Squoosh. And it is S-Q-U-O-O-S-H dot app. Because, you know, why not? Uh, that's like the best tool to resize and compress. Cause I'll get people that the, the one was 10 megs and I was like, okay, well you're only 20 times the, the dimensions were right, but the file size was wrong. And the reason that matters is as Apple is scanning your podcast, it starts at the top. And that's one of the first things in a feed is the, the link to your image. And if it takes it forever to, kind of find your image, it will go, ah, there's something wrong with this, and then move on. So that's why you want your file size to be 500 kilobytes or less. I need almost like a Dave nerds out on um, podcast specs for that. Yeah, so. I like it. I like it. No, it's a good reminder. It's a good reminder for folks yeah. to, to know those things. That that Those details do matter. They don't they matter do. a lot. In, in there's, a, like, there's a lot of details that don't matter as much in podcasting. Those really matter, right? You're not... It's not 14 by 14. You're not getting it in. I I remember when they mentioned the file size and like when I first started working at Libsyn, which will be six years next week. And they told me that and I'm like, wait, if the file is too big, like, but the dimensions are right and they're like, yeah, it has to be under 500 kilobytes. And I, I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then the first time I got somebody's like, my show's not updating an Apple podcast. And you're like, download their artwork. Oh, it's two megs. Yeah. Uh, here, compress that to under 500 kilobytes. Hey, it's working. And I was like, wow, that's that's legit. So 
It's weird. Behind the scenes question for me, the chat is way more active today than normal. The thing I notice is Jim's responding like crazy. Is that on purpose? So no, Dave and I didn't get together this morning and go, you know, Jim, it'd be a great idea if you just responded <laughs> to the chat room a little bit more. No, I, I did. I, and I mentioned I did disrespect the chat room. <laughs> we started. In the beginning. So maybe I was feeling a little. No, it's just <laughs> I think we're getting a lot more interesting chat this morning than we would be getting uh, normally. Maybe everyone's following, uh, you know, Illiquity's uh, um, passion. Yeah. Just, they're just chatting. So great, great stuff in the chat. Uh, and and appreciate you guys. So, but you know what else I appreciate? I appreciate. He said, trying to find it quickly before he sounds stupid. There we go. Uh, our awesome supporters, uh, like uh, James, over at the uh, podcast network. Um, if you have a, a a pooch, a hound, a doggy, a uh, best friend that um, you know occasionally licks its butt um well there's a weird turn um then you need to go over to <laughs> dogpodcastnetwork.com have you ever heard the george carlin bit on that no no oh he says if you have you ever been at a party and he goes and everybody's having a good time you know you got your chips you got your you know blah blah blah, blah. and he goes and in the center of the room the dog is licking its there it goes uh, and and he goes and nobody notices it. He say, they say things like, "Oh, isn't that nice? He's taking a bath. Mighty particular bath there, Marge." Yeah. So, um, but that's what dogs do. Uh, it's fun. And Ooh. if you love dogs and you're the person that goes, "Oh, he's taking a bath," then you might love the Dog Podcast Network uh, over at Dog Podcast Network. They've got short shows, long shows, tall shows, short shows. Everything doggy there. Check it out. Dogpodcastnetwork.com. And uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you want to try PodPage, go over to trypodpage.com. I absolutely love it. Uh, and if you want more, if you can't just get enough of Jim Collison, go over to theaverageguy.tv and check out Home Gadget Geeks. Jim, do you do any other shows? I mean, I know you do the one for Gallup, but... Yeah, is we that your- just, just recorded a new one. Cyber Frontiers is what it's called. Mm. It's about big data and cybersecurity. We'd actually taken a break for about, oh, I don't know, 10,000 years. And it's back. So we, we just recorded an episode this week. So it's only been out a week? Not even. I haven't even published it yet. It'll it'll show up Monday or Tuesday. Ah, when it publishes, if you can, I would love to know. See, it's going to be hard because the last episode you did will have had a ton of downloads. And so, um, it'd be weird to see like what the drop off was, but it's hard to tell because your last episode was the first episode in the feed, and so it would have gotten more downloads. But I, because I have a show that I, I, it's still live. The, my very first podcast called uh, the Marketing Musician, and I'm always tempted to put out one episode to see if anybody is still subscribed like ten years later. Because I'm sure there are. You know, it's like I don't go in and and look for shows that don't have episodes in my phone. Right. right. So it just would be interesting I'll, to, uh, to I'll see. look. That's a good, that's a good idea. I'll look at the stats over the next couple of weeks. Maybe we'll go four weeks and just see, cause we took a solid, I think the last one we recorded was October of 2020. So we took, we did nothing in 2021 yeah. at all. So, you know, that's what, 15, 16 months, something like that. So yeah, I'll take a look at it. Maybe report back here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And if you are thinking of starting a podcast, well, then think schoolofpodcasting.com. And if you would like to support the show and be an awesome supporter, and if, if you're a person that's like, hey, 
Dave and Jim, just thank you for all you do in the community. Well, there's a way you can actually thank us, and that's at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. So um, I see where um, Stargate Pioneer has joined us. Always great to see that name in the chat. He says, is this when the Bravo browser comes he, in he handy? He means brave. He means brave. brave. So going back um, to what I was talking about, blocking. Reading average. Yeah, I, I need to. I've heard of the Brave browser, but I, I've i never used it. Yeah, so I a, need to. It's a weird. Listen, it's, if you're if you've never used it before. Can I get my nerd on for a second? Oh, is that, a, is yeah. that okay? And now it's time for Jim to get his nerd on. All right. Get your nerd on, friend. So, so the Brave browser is a derivative or a version of a, a fork of uh, the Chrome Chromium browser. So if you use Chrome, you'll, you'll braze very, very similar, except they forked it and done some different things with it. It has a weird cryptocurrency kind of thing going on with it. So if you're hearing me talk about this brave browser, you're like, oh, it blocks YouTube ads. I'm going to use this. Well, <laughs> just know you're, you're moving in a space. They're going to, this thing's about setting up wallets and cryptocurrency and supporting that. It, it's kind of weird, but you can use it without doing any of those things. But it's very security and privacy focused. And so they do a lot of things. Firefox is similar in this way, but uh, Brave tries to do a lot of things to block ads to kind of your block your privacy online. So it's a great browser to use if you're kind of concerned about that. It's one certainly to give give a try. So you can check it out. It, just just Google Brave browser. You can get you can download it, add it to, to it's it's perfectly fine if you want to give it a try. And Jason is saying, I love the Brave browser, but the colleges, college sports sites are now blocking ad blockers so much that they won't even load their menus. That happens um, sometimes. Yeah. So, there's, a, yeah. There's, a counter, there's a counter to the ad blocking, which is, well, if you're going to block it, you're going to get nothing. And so it's like you get our ads <laughs> or you're not going to get anything. So there's a little bit of a battle going on in that space around it. You can also, uh, you know, if you want, a lot of the new, I shouldn't say new. A lot of the VPN providers. So for those of you who want to protect your privacy online, you might purchase, uh, and I wouldn't use a free one for sure, but you might want to purchase a VPN, virtual private network. That's where you log into another service and they kind of don't keep track of what you do and where you go. And again, it's all based on privacy. And some of those VPN providers are now providing ad blocking as well and and non-tracking uh, type services. So if you don't like, you know, Dave, and a lot of people say, well, I'm not doing anything wrong. Why, why should I be worried about getting tracked? Well, have you ever gone to go on Amazon to look for, oh, a toaster? And then every site that you go to has that toaster now in the, right? That's because they, they placed a cookie and they're tracking you everywhere you're going on the web. Some people don't like that. So I, I'm, I'm starting to think I'm going nuts because if I say, Women's pink socks, Jim. Women's pink socks. Yes. And I know that the Whoa. woman in the tube is not listening to me, mm-hmm. but if I go to Amazon and I see women's pink socks, I'm going to be like, okay, that's that's not cool. Um, Brennan oh. mentioned... Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, um, go ahead. No, you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go. I'll wait. Uh, just going back to, we're talking about what happens if a show... Like doesn't do an episode for a while. Brennan says, I have a show that faded at about 200 downloads regularly. And after three months, I still had a hundred. And after six months, it was about 30. And after a year, it was like five. So apparently people are eventually unsubscribing from those. So I, um, I made a joke the other night. I was talking to somebody. I wasn't even online. I was, well, I was making a call and I said the word Boston 
just that, just Boston, mm. right? Came up in the con- came up in the conversation this this morning when I was making coffee. It was like, hey, you want to know more things that are going on in Boston? On my, you know, the the a lady, mm-hmm. I've got a screen. The one in the kitchen's got the screen, and I was like, oh, I said it one time, right? <laughs> just one time. So yeah, you're definitely getting you are definitely getting spied on. By the way, now they're saying it. I mean, it, sometimes it is helpful. You're having conversations about something and. It's kind of like that annoying tech friend that you have and you're like, well, I was talking about, you know, I'm thinking about I get all these ads and then, you know, that annoying tech friend says, well, you could do some VPN stuff and you could use the brain browser. <laughs> you could blah, 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 right? So don't be that guy, even though I am. Uh, Miss Eileen has a question that says, I just saw it. I recently downloaded the Fountain app. Question, do podcasters get notified when... They get stats on the Fountain app. They, I don't believe, that's a good question. I know they keep changing it. I know you can now set up a wallet on Fountain. It's one of my, the thing I love about it is this. I can see over the last 30 days, I've given No Agenda 18,000 stats, Podcasting 2.0, 6,000 stats, Podland News, 5,500 stats, Podcast Pontifications, 4,000 stats, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What you can do is if I share my screen, I'm using the Telegram app is how I have. If you go to uh, leadingthebleeding.com slash video. Oh, I just copied that link and then didn't do anything with it. But that's it. Leadingthebleeding.com slash video will have instructions on how to set up your show to do this. And I keep threatening to share my screen. Here we go. And... In Fountain, is which is what we're looking at. And I always forget how to do this. So you have this weird robot person. And I can go in here and type a slash and say, hey, give me a list of like what's going on with my show. So I've got a few. And it thinks about it. And it comes back. And it tells me, hey, um, here we go. Ask the podcast coach has received... Who knew? 14,143 stat, sats. The podcast rodeo show has received zero. Podcasting resources, which isn't even a real podcast, zero. Uh, Leading the bleeding has received 12,455 uh, sats. So, and if I, I have um, the school of podcasting set up on a different system that I want to move. And what I need to do is go figure out, like, what does that mean in dollars? Because it's probably like 38 cents. Um the School of Podcasting has received 171,534 sats, which today is $69.05. That's in about a year. So that's how you kind of find out. Uh, Fountain is probably right now my favorite app. Some of these are kind of buggy. And not to say that Fountain doesn't occasionally wig out on me, uh, but Oscar's the guy over there. And he's the one thing that I, I just want to go ask her, just forget about it, is he has this thing where you can go, hey, send a clip of this show, like let's make a clip and he, he turns it into, um, to script and he basically, it transcribes the show and then you go in and highlight the transcript to make your clip. And I was like, no, just, just for me, the best clip making app is overcast. It's really, really cool. So, um, that's a really long answer to say, no fountain doesn't show you how many, how many, uh, you don't see boostograms or anything like that. So, uh, but that's that's another thing that's growing. It's still really, really nerdy, but uh, Twitter now is integrated with um, Bitcoin. Uh, there was something else. Uh, Cash App now does Bitcoin. 
So there are more and more things that are getting into this cryptocurrency world. That's well, there's, but, there's uh, a, a lot more ways to get Bitcoin on and off the financial systems. You know, when we first started doing this, I've been following Bitcoin since probably 2015. And in the early days, there was no way to get it in or get it out in, in, or easily. Yeah. There were nerdy ways of doing it. Now there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more ways just as we're in tax season here in the United States, just a good reminder, all of these things are still subject to tax laws. Uh, depends on the area you're in here in the United States. They are paying close attention. The IRS is now playing, paying close attention to cryptocurrency. So it's just something you might want to take into account as you do your taxes for next year or this year or last year. There we go. Kevin Richardson was asking about this thing called Refonic. What it is, it's a tool, and the thing that's kind of like is it says you can find how many people are subscribed in all the apps, and it's like mm, let's let's think about that word all because it you know it doesn't show Apple or Spotify. So there's your top two. There's like eighty percent of the people listening uh, doesn't show Google Podcasts, and it doesn't show Amazon. So it's things like Pocket Casts. Um, Cat in the cast box. And it's for me, it's interesting. I just saw it and I was like, oh, look, here's something else. It, it just screams like rabbit hole. But if you do it on a consistent, um, a consistent basis, you could see, uh, you know, if your show is going up or down. And then I guess they, they limit how many times you can search because you go over and you type in the name of your show. Well, you could also type in the name of your what you call it, your competitors and see if you're doing better or worse. So they, they limit how many one user, a hundred searches. So it's a way to search podcasts, but I, is it just the old curmudgeon? I mean, goes, what's wrong with Google? Anyway, uh, Tim Dewey, Tim Dewey, everyone, come on. The one and only Tim Dewey sled dog podcast. One of the like really, really, really early members of the school of podcasting. Anyone know the best inexpensive service that you can have private podcasting and a unique RSS feed. Um, there are a number. Um, they all almost have the same. Um, man, my brain is not, it's, it's the nice and it's still, it's, I'm hungover. Mm-hmm. I'm on a Benadryl. Uh, I'm on a Benadryl hangover. hangover. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's supercast. Um, there is glow.fm. There is another one from slate that I can't think of. But there are a few of those, and and there, uh, Castos I think has a private version on their Patreon uh, has a private feed. Patreon, yep. There's, um, it kind of depends. The the uh, people always say, what's the difference between like Glow because you know I work for Libsyn, so I got to talk Glow. Uh, Supercast is cool because it's a host and stats, and um, it does what Glow does. Where Glow you have to have a separate host, uh, but you can. Um, Basically, you get a link and it looks at your phone and says, oh, I see you have Castro and Google Podcasts. Which one of these would you like to subscribe in? And you click on it and you're subscribed. It makes it super easy. Where Patreon, you have to um, you have to go in and dig out the RSS feed or listen on the Patreon app. And that's not that hard. But if you have a person that's kind of a what do you mean by copy and paste, having them copy and paste. I deal with this every day. We have a a client at glow that their audience is old, not kind of old, they're old. And they listen to this person on the radio and he has a podcast. And when he says, go sign up at glow, it's just a brick wall. They have no clue 
what to do with a feed and they don't want to listen on a phone because Google is spying on me and the government's going to kill me. It's like, ugh. so you, you need it depending on your audience to be super easy. So uh, Kevin's trying so that, to put that, put that link in chat. Kevin, we have links disabled except for, for moderators and the host. Oh, uh, bummer. All right. Just, I'll tell you. No, no, just, you can just space it out. If you just space it out, put, take ah, the, there you go. Take the, you know, or put parentheses, but I know that's a lot of work. Sorry. Dave yeah, is making where, you do a ton of his work. I know. <laughs> Dave is so lazy. Jeez, uh, yeah, that's a bummer. <laughs> Cause I saw where, um, uh, Brendan had done something where he like spelled out dot com or yeah. something at the end. Yeah, links to, are uh, disabled by default for Google Hangouts. You have to give people permission to be able to do that. So, okay, I I have got the link. It is refonic dot com slash tools slash podcast dash followers. So, um, a, that it's, is it's effectively in the chat room now. Yeah, and so when we go to that, this is what happens. Sharing my screen. It says, hey, uh, you know, choose a podcast. See how many subscribers and followers your podcast has in every app. And again, the word every. No, sorry. It's a little misleading there. So if I say, hey, choose a podcast. So if I go home, gad. Okay. I thought it would like pop up. Okay. So I'm searching. There it is. Home Gadget Geeks. Some guy named Jim Collins. And then you have a video small and a video large. I do. I do. So when I, well, I'm just going to do the top one. Yeah, do the audio and one. It, and it says, okay, so in Podcast Attic, you have 58. Podcast Republic, you have 18. Tune in, 73. Podbean, 19. Uh, the Podcast App, I've never heard of that. Me 39. Me neither. And CastBox, 96. And then you can share this if you want to. So... So again, yeah. more numbers, and then you can pro- cross promote your podcast, and it's it's called a lead magnet. If you've never seen one, this is what we're looking at. So, um, yeah, there it is, the fun field. So it's cool. I it goes back to kind of why, you know, why am I doing a podcast? Is it, if it's for advertising, then I'm really worried about the download numbers. If it's for, you know. It's it's another thing to track because like today this week, uh, Spotify bought Chartable, and I think Pod Sites. I know they bought two things, both on tracking, and to me, I was kind of like, I get it. It's it's another tool in the Spotify, uh, what do you call it? Um, universe. You know, how there's the Marvel universe, well, now there's the Spotify universe, and they've got. You know, um, they've got multiple hosting companies. Now they've got multiple uh, tracking companies. Uh, And when I say tracking, I mean tracking companies. Uh, You know, so it's I think in in, they want to be like YouTube. In fact, they've said that we want to be the YouTube of audio. Well, why wouldn't they want to be? I mean, that's right. Every company wants to dominate the space that they're in and win. Like, why wouldn't they want to be? Right. Yeah. Eileen, I'm with you. When Eileen says, uh, when I saw this app, I thought it was a waste of time. I was just like, it's it's like, uh, is it Listen Notes? There's some website that shows you like, hey, you're in the top 10%. And they, they don't mention that your podcast, which is still producing live episodes, is ranking against all the other dead shows. So it's pretty easy to be in the top 10% when 90% of podcasts are dead. So, um, 
Yeah, I did see that. Stargate Pioneer. I would love to know. I need to talk to Mike and see if he'll give me the skinny. But Angelo left Blueberry this week. Now, I do know uh, I haven't seen them yet, but Blueberry also announced they have new stats. I heard him talk a little bit about it on the, the new media show. And I thought that was odd that they released new technology. And they're, I mean, Angelo's been there since day one. The chief technology guy walks away. And I was just like, so, you know, it's one of those, it's interesting. I, I think because we're the, the podcast nerds, we want to know why. But in reality, the average podcast, you know, the average Blueberry customer probably doesn't even know Angelo. You know, like we know him because he's Captain Power Press. So I know I said, hey, um, if we need somebody to work on the Libsyn Publisher Hub, hmm, I, I know somebody who really knows plugins and WordPress. So that would be an interesting, uh, I don't know if he's under uh, any kind of uh, non-compete. Nobody knows where he went at this point. He's just, he's not Doesn't last forever. Doesn't last forever. You won't be at Libsyn forever. Oh, how, how, how dare you? I don't see me going anywhere, but there. Well, but you I mean, know, you're going to retire at some point too. I mean, it just it happens. I'll, People I'll get retire. tired. I'll, I'll be here. I'm ninety. You're going to get uh, my cold dead hands away <laughs> from this place. <laughs> it's a pretty easy job. It's just the, it's more mental than anything. It's you know. Sometimes people here. just need a change. You know, you just yeah. like eh, things are going a different direction or whatever, and you just need a change. Yeah, what if Lipson is bought out? That's a great question. I've heard that, uh, and I've I've seen you know we've got a new uh, board of director guy, and you know we've got new new blood in the water, which is kind of cool. By the way, so, let me be really really clear on my statement. I don't have any inside information of Dave Jackson's employment status. <laughs> I wasn't trying. Dave didn't tell me anything no, over there. No. Rob, no, doesn't yeah. it's no foreshadowing. I don't know anything. I'm not responsible for the things I say. <laughs> yeah. Now, if somebody, you know, said, hey, come work for us and we'll, you know, triple your income, I would think about that. But I'm, I, you know, I, when I lost my teaching job and I'm walking in my car and I said, okay, I want to get a job in podcasting. And I was like, where can I work that I could look at people and say, this is the best place to be? And I was like, well, I've been a Libsyn customer at that point for 10 years. And it just so happened that they were nice enough to hire me. So. We shall see. It's a, yeah. I just it's one of those things where it was announced that he left. I heard it on Pod News, and I was like, "Huh." But uh, he is a wicked smart guy. He really is. He's uh, you know I've only met him a few times, but he is the stereotypical, and I and I mean this with love. But anytime you see the nerdy guy that's super brilliant, but is kind of shy and not very talkative kind of that, that stereotype that is Angelo very much. So, um, so that's, uh, I was surprised to see that, but, uh, nothing more I, dangerous than talking about your employment on a podcast, by the way, that is, you know, you know, it's well, just and a, I should also say, speaking of that, uh, the words the, and opinions expressed on this show correct. do not reflect, uh, Libsyn at all. This is a Dave Jackson school of podcasting, Jim Collison, home gadget geeks, show he he's not talking for no, gallup no, i'm not talking gallup. for and i gotta tell you it's it's weird when i'm on an actual Lipson webinar because then i am the voice of Lipson, and you you think twice before any words come out of your mouth so but uh mr dennison is asking what's the latency like for Streamyard coming over youtube and facebook does it feel retime 
I that's a good question. I'm not sure. I would say probably 20 seconds. Do you think, Jim? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. 15, 20 seconds is what it is to go through. They're compressing it. It's a StreamYard to YouTube or to the other ones. Uh, StreamYard applies some compression to it and some other things. Uh, the the stuff they do on the back end, it just takes a few few extra seconds to get there. If you yeah. you know, we were doing this a couple of weeks ago. We did this translator transcription app. Of course, that was we were logged into that in real time, so our chat on there was way ahead. The transcription was way ahead of what we were doing here. So I still think we're in the 15, 20, 25 second range. Eliqui wants to know who, who does anybody know anybody at pod news? Pod news is one guy. It's James Cridlin who does an amazing job. So I don't know that he's looking for other writers. Mystic Max says, what did I teach? Uh, back in the day, I taught a lot of Microsoft office and uh, some of those courses I actually made from scratch. I taught time management. I taught a lot of customer service stuff but the worst though was uh microsoft access uh level two i always wanted to shoot myself in the head because there is nothing more dry than teaching a database software all my other ones like my i used to love to teach excel i had all sorts of jokes and it was fun and entertaining but man access is just it's like old toast it's no fun to teach um that disclaimer didn't prevent Rob Walsh from having to apologize for his remarks. Yeah, uh, but I'm not saying anything here that might be potentially slanderous either. So, <laughs> but yeah, keep in mind, um, you know, I, I really don't want to go down the JRE road, but what you say in your podcast, you you have freedom of speech. You do not have freedom of consequences. And uh, back in the day, probably around 2006, the PK and J show was on and it was uh i i don't know if they were a couple they might have been a couple and uh the one guy who i believe was jay of the pk and jay show uh was a not just an atheist but like capital a bold underlined atheist and he expressed that viewpoint a lot and his company found his podcast and said yeah you're gone and we can do that we don't have to have a reason to fire you but that that was one of those things where they kind of hinted that yeah we, you're not really you know and I was like that's kind of interesting so be be careful with that you know the the agreement that I have with Gallup on doing these kinds of things is that I talk about podcasting and not necessarily Gallup related I mean there's things I can mention if they're public it's public numbers or some right. of those kinds of things but but I don't come here on behalf of Gallup mm-hmm. it's hard to separate that because such a big part of I mean, I podcast for Gallup, so it's not, I can't like, I can't talk about them at all, but, but, you know, my, my managers, we've talked about this, wants me to kind of focus in on, okay, you can talk about some of the the things you've learned about podcasting through doing it at work. That's okay. Some of those kinds of things. So certainly in the Clifton Strengths space, I talk, I have a podcast about that. So anything I'd say on that podcast, I can say here type deal, right? So I've got some, this is one of those situations, and I, I think it's smart if you are ever going to start podcasting for for your work. We have conversations about it pretty frequently, just about what, like, where do we want to go? I, I need to be kept on the rails sometimes too. I just get clarity from my manager about, okay, this is, I'm, I'm being real clear about what I'm doing here. I'm not trying to have a secret podcast, you know, I'm trying to be someone else on a secret podcast outside of the 
organization. We're very clear who I am right on this. So Dave, you and I have that, you know, where we both do, you know, we have side hustle podcasts that we had before we started doing what we were doing at work. So kind of a unique situation. I think my advice would be just make sure you're real clear with your management, what you're doing. It's a lot better, a lot better than them finding out you're doing something and somebody has some questions about loyalty or integrity or some of those kinds of things. Yeah. And the other thing you can do is a don't do a video podcast and B change your name. You know, welcome, welcome to the small business podcast. I'm Steve Johnson, you know, okay, well, Steve Johnson doesn't work for Lipson. So nobody's going to connect that. Now, eventually somebody's going to use that a lot like Dave Jackson. You know, so that's something. But the other thing, video video is out. Yeah, I was going to say video is out. And uh, the other thing that will get me fired at Lipson is if I if and I've had to do this. It's hard. It's only happened like probably three times where because I'm tech support, we don't really do kind of consulting. But I had somebody email like, do you know of anybody I could talk to that could help me grow my audience? And I, I was not allowed to say, yeah, me. And then just like, nope, you're not allowed to poach customers. And yeah. I was like, all right, yeah. cool. Yeah. So it that's takes a certain the, amount of discipline, right? It takes a certain oh, amount of discipline yeah. to know where the boundary yeah. starts and stops. Yeah. And so that's yeah. where you kind of go, well, I could make X amount of money from this one person and lose X amount of money from my job. And I was like, not yeah. worth it. So yeah. it's uh, kind of tricky, but yeah. So it's, uh, but and the other thing is to, that that's kind of a hindrance is as much as I can say, I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting. If I comment on any competitor of Lipson, nobody believes me. Like I can, I can say here, here, watch me do this and see how this does this. And here, see, this is why this doesn't work. Go, Oh, you're just saying that because you work for Lipson. And I was like, yeah, I can't really shake that. That's, that's a fact. And this is a fact and you're either going to believe it or you're not. So no, right um, on. I mean, it's, it just is what it is from that perspective. And you've got to kind of know that's the tension that you're going to live in, right? That's the space you're going to listen. Good on lips and to, for not saying when they hired you saying, yeah, you know what? You're going to have to give up all that other stuff kind of competes with us in this area or could cause a conflict of interest. Good on them for saying, Let's let's try this first, and then we'll adjust as we go along. I'm sure you still kind of have some conversations about, hey, are things still okay? I mean, every year I have a conversation with my yeah. my manager, like, hey, in this podcasting thing that I'm doing outside of Gallup, are are you still okay with this? Like, are, are we are we still? Because if you're not, I want to talk about it, and it just opens up that dialogue and that conversation. So there's no surprises. You know, nobody's like, well, hey, I didn't know that. Well, no, no, no. I want everybody to know. Um, you know, they they at Gallup, the ones the the my friends at Gallup who follow me on the tech side always like, dude, you're such a nerd on that podcast. <laughs> so they give me a hard time about it, you know, for sure. But the other thing is anything I ever report about so let's say I, I say, hey, Captivate just introduced I forget the exact phrase of it, but it's show notes that are dynamic. So in the same way that I do the question of the month, if I was using Captivate, I could put a short code. If you've ever used short code in WordPress, it's where you type a paragraph. And then when you put in this little short code, that paragraph shows up wherever you put it. And when you change the paragraph, it changes wherever you put the short code. So if you had, if I'm a comedian and I could make a, a short code that says, hey, I'm playing at the Chuckle Hut. And then I put the, 
the short code of like gigs or whatever little word you made up, I could change it and it would change all over my website. Well, Captivate just came out with that. And me reporting that is not like I'm like, that's not like some secret. You know what I mean? It's like anybody that wants to know that information. So that's always kind of been my, like, I'm not reporting anything that's not public. You know what I mean? It's like, so it's not like if I don't say it, it doesn't exist. So, and they know that. So, and they are well aware of what, trust me, um, we, we watch what our competitors do. So, um, keep that in mind. One thing that is going on, I meant to mention this earlier as he throws an affiliate link. Speaking of affiliate links, Steve Stewart is doing a interview. I should say Steve Stewart and Mark Deal are doing a summit today on how to be a better guest and a better host of all around interviewing today. And they've got like Tom Schwab from um, Interview Valet is going to do a the state of podcast interviews kind of presentation and uh, that whole nine yards. So that's going on right now. They're because Mark's like, hey, you know, are you going to attend? And I was like, I got it. This other like ask the podcast coach thing that's going on right now. Uh, if you buy a ticket today, it's only 20 bucks and you've already missed an hour and 45 minutes of it. Um, I am going to probably watch later when we get done here. But if you buy the $79 version, you get to watch the replays, which is probably also what I'm going to do. At least I tell myself that. Do you tell yourself that, Jim? I'll oh, yeah. watch the replays I later. Do. No, I never we do. We never do. No. Ever. Never. I have years of... Uh, it's it's hard not to do it live. I'm just a live guy. You know? I just It's just hard to go back and, and have the discipline to watch those you know, in, in, in post, I don't know what the, what the psyche of that is. I'm just not good at doing it. Although I do that with YouTubers. So I I don't, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great point. (laughs) I will watch YouTube, but I think it has to do with training. Like when I watch training videos and somebody's like, yes, if you go up and click on the file menu, you can come down to open. And I don't know if it's their presentation, but there are some people that that's how they talk. Will be, uh, I will be at PodFest. Jim, are you coming to Pod? No. Nope. I, I am not, no. I will be at, uh, the next thing up, I think, is NRB and Spark. That's in Nashville. I'm speaking at NRB, which is really cool. They gave me 45 minutes to talk about podcast monetization. It's like, yes. And I am taking, and plus I'm driving, which means I can take a bunch of books. Yes. Um, so that's cool. I will be uh, at PodCast. Hold on. You take a bunch of books that are audio, audio books, right? You're no, not no, going to re- try to read I'll, them while you're driving. Did you say you're I'll driving? Be, I'm driving to Nashville, yeah. Okay. And it's only taking, seven hours. Oh, you're taking your books. I'm taking, I'm book. sorry, I'm taking my book and I will be at a table, you know, doing a signing. If you want a signed version of this, by the way, uh, profit from I your podcast.com slash book. So, yeah. And then I will be at Podcast Evolutions in LA. So I'm hitting all of them and then I'll be speaking. At Podfest on cryptocurrency and that whole nine yards at that. So I'm hitting all the biggies. Now we all just cross our fingers and hope they happen. So I mean, I know yeah. uh, Podcast Evolutions is going. I'm not sure if I'm involved with the Hall of Fame thing at all. Being a, a past inductee, I don't know if I have to do anything for that. Um, Chances are, if they haven't told you, you don't. Yeah, I'm thinking. Although so. they're that that thing is running. Like it seems like it's running just in time type stuff. Like they're doing things well, I just know in time. When Jared and Dan do a, a live event like that, 
it's it's not like let's throw up a C920 and hit record. I remember when I was doing it, there there were people backstage with radios, and they're like, okay, I have Dave. Dave is in the hallway. <laughs> Over. <laughs> All right. You know, Dan class to the stage in 30 seconds. Dan. <laughs> you know, so that kind of stuff is going on behind. The, I mean, it was a well-oiled machine. And they had the whole lights and the, you know, it's like, it's a big production. So, so that would be fun to be in, just to go behind the scenes. And I remember, um, we're back. I was backstage with somebody who had won something with a big giant belt, some sort of podcast wrestling belt thing. And we were just both nervous about going on stage and that whole nine yards. So, um, Hey, can I, can I bring up a, maybe a yeah. semi-controversial, uh, Ooh. Topic? so over the last couple of weeks, you know, i in the role that I do at Gallup, I just said I don't talk about it, and then I just go right. <laughs> Let's watch uh, Jim get fired. Okay, in, yes. In my role at Gallup, one of my jobs is to manage all our Facebook group communities, and so mm. we ask uh, to make sure I'm just not getting absolutely spammed in those groups. We ask some questions like, "How mm. did you find us?" Right, and so as they're joining the big, and we have a big group, I have sixteen, seventeen thousand, something like that. And so daily, I probably manage 10 or 15 applications to the group. You know, people, hey, well, I want to get in your group and ask, well, how'd you find us? Well, uh, I don't know, six months ago or oh, yeah. so, our marketing team said, hey, in your podcast, you have too many call to actions. Like, and, and even though we say all the time, like, you should only have one call to action here on you. Right. One call to action. We say that all the time. I, I don't. <laughs> actually, on the Gallup podcast, there's like six at the end. And, and I've actually had a lot of good luck with not following that rule. We get a lot, you know, we mentioned that our, we have a, we have a summit that we do every year. I mentioned the Facebook group. I tell them how to follow us on Eventbrite and I have 3000 people who follow us. They're almost four. I mentioned all these call to actions. So I stopped kind of, I scaled those down last year and stopped mentioning them. And I am still getting people who are finding the and I uh, and I know because I cut out the Facebook call to action, so I know it's gone. I know it's been gone about six months, and I am still getting people who are who are jumping in saying, "Hey, I heard you on YouTube, or I heard I heard you in the podcast for this group." And so I know there's only one place it can come out of, and it's coming out of those multiple call to actions from like two or three years ago. So I, I don't, Dave, I. While we say only one call to action, I don't think it's the end of the world if you, you know, if you put four or five in there. I don't, it, as long as you're doing it right, I'm getting a ton. I'm still getting a ton of people who are following those call to actions. And when I say a ton of people, I mean several a day. Stack that up against, you know, 365 days. And all of a sudden, you know, you're like, Getting a thousand people a year to join the group. Well, that's probably not true. 500 people a year to join the group. So I know we say this. I don't necessarily believe it right now because of the, the social proof that I'm seeing as thing, these things are coming in. I think maybe you can have more than one. Is there any special way you were doing it? Like, is it the same call to act? Like, is it always like, it is the you know, same join set the of call to actions. Yes, it is a scripted okay. set of call to actions where I'm saying, you know, join us here. You know, if you want, if you want to become a coach, what do I do? I say, um, oh, resources, gallup.com slash Clifton Strengths. If you want to become a coach, email us at coachinggallup.com. Join our Facebook groups, facebook.com slash group slash call to coach. By the way, saying that they, they, they do follow that doesn't necessarily yeah. have to have 
the link to get it done. Not always, but it's, I mean, it's helpful. Listen, there are smart ways to do things. And I'm not trying to say, load up your podcast with call to access. <laughs> right? It's not what I'm saying. Yeah. But it did seem, so yes, very scripted as I, as I go through those. Yeah. So this is proof that while it may be confusing, it, where we kind of go, hey, if you give them more than three, they just don't do anything. And it's like, eh, they might do something. It may, may be, yeah. yeah. And I don't, it, listen, I don't have any proof of the ones that didn't because I put too many in there, right? You can't, this doesn't prove anything, by the way. It doesn't prove, oh yeah, five is the magic number. No, no, no. It just means it's still working, even though, I mean, there could be some that didn't because I had too many in there. Right. And Pat is saying, are the call to actions and show notes as well? They are, but man, they are deep in the show notes. I mean, they're yeah. deep at the bottom. That's they would be in the transcriptions at the very, very bottom. And we we don't get a lot of folks that make it all the way to those. It's a good mm. question. And then Brendan says you're really good about calls to action though. He goes on home gadget geeks that never feels selfish. It's always like, Hey, I can help you if you do X, Y, or, yeah. or Z. So Yeah, we try to make them make sense. Here's what I think the repetition matters. I think people learn by repetition and if you're consistent with it and you say it in a similar or the same way each time after four or five or six times they go you know what i'm actually going to do that <laughs> like they remember it you do one cta and then never come back to it i'm not oh, sure forget it. that's very effective right no it's that's or the person who goes hey CTAs? yeah yeah I, I, if it's a you know let's say you have a patreon and you're like hey join us on you know patreon we started one, so go have it. And then you never mention it again. Yeah. yeah. The consistency of it, I think, is important. And if you were only going to do one, I would do one for four or eight weeks at a minimum before I rotate that thing out. Just people need to hear it. We know in advertising, right? Like 21 times or something before <laughs> some some kind of crazy. I've heard as little as seven, but they got to hear it a bunch of times to really kind of go, you know, I'm going to actually do that. Or... They're in a situation where they're, they, they, the value you're providing for them is now matched up with the need that they have. And they go, oh, yeah, I remember so-and-so said this. on." So I think repetition is important. And I think repeating those CTAs in the same order each time, they get stuck in people's heads. Listen, I've had people quote back my intro to me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's cool. Right? Or I'll start the intro. I'm Jim Carlson and Scalp's called the coach. And they smile like they go, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Right. So I think yeah. the consistency of those things, you know, the hit it, ladies. Right. School of podcasting. Yeah. Right. That, that's a thing. Right. I mean, that, 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 that's one of those. I've had people sing the jingle to me. I've had I'm people so, come I'm up. I'm sorry. I just sang it. To you. <laughs> but no, I, I remember once I was at an event and somebody came up and they're behind me and they put my, their hands over my, you know, kind of, kind of slapped me on the back and put their head near my ear and they went school of podcasting. And I was like, okay, so, well, here, here's just a fun fact. Steven is, is, uh, Stefan uh, says, uh, for Apple it's 4,000 characters. And for Google, he's talking, I believe the characters in the description, it's a thousand characters. This is where I do the bullet points. This is where, for me, I will go, on today's show, we talk about such and such, and then bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point for full show notes. Go back to my website where you do all that cool stuff, like join my newsletter, buy my stuff, you know, uh, follow and subscribe and things like that. I used to put my full show notes in my feed. I don't do that anymore. I, I have one version of my show notes for the the app 
because those people really just want links and a description that says, should I listen to this or not? And then where I want all the words was on my website where Google will go, oh, look at all the, look at all those words. Make it, and, make uh, it for the crawler. Um, Aliquity said, oh, no, I clicked the wrong one. She says, uh, Jim, uh, how often should you change out your CTAs or your mid-roll? In, I, I, at Gallup, I change mine every year. So at the end of the year, we review, go back to the teams, make sure they're relevant, make sure we're doing the right things, just kind of review those. So on an annual basis, that seems like a long time. But I bet we create a lot of content and I bet most of our most of our listeners only listen to if I make 52 shows a year, which I do for for them, for one of the podcasts, I bet they only listen to 20. So if that magic number is 21, they need to be in every show for a year. Right. I mean, if just to kind of mm. think about those numbers. So um, I, they're scripted. I say I'm pretty quick, but I want them stuck in their head. Like I want them to almost have them memorized. When they, when they get to the end or be like, ah, I don't need to, you know, um, I listen to a YouTuber and he always says, and don't forget, you know, like subscribe and follow. And just, he says that. And I don't think it's bad to remind people to do that at the very end of your stuff. If that's what you're trying to get them to do. And people will, they'll, oh, that's right. I've been meaning to like this thing. Click it. They, they do do that. Oh, that's, I, I've seen more than one YouTube person that says the reason people say, like subscribe and follow is because he goes, yes, we all know how to subscribe to a YouTube channel. It's not like I have to tell them he goes, but the reason people say like subscribe and review or whatever is because it works. Yeah, they do. And follow. Yeah. So it's always uh, interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those things stick. I think the more we say them, the more they stick, you know? Um, I, yeah. Kind of like when you hear podcasting, Think school of podcasting. I'm slowly going to embed that in everybody's head. Mystic Max says, I also start and end my podcast the same. Direct people to a contact page where you can contact me, prayer request, if made a decision to follow Jesus. Yep. Anytime that, again, Craig was talking about it. Jim, you've been saying it. You know, repetition. And, you know, today you're kind of like spitting out these call to actions. I'm guessing you do that at a slower pace. Oh, and- for sure. For sure. <laughs> but not too much slower, just to be honest. Yeah. You know, um, the, the thing is, is after you've done them for a while, you get just really good at them and then you can start vamping a little bit on them. Right. You know, or you can make little tweaks or changes. So they're not exactly the same, but they have the exact same content in them. That's the power of practice and the power of repetition is you get good at doing it. You get good in your cadence. You don't, you know, you don't forget things or miss things. So yeah, not as fast. Although Dave, I did get some feedback from my listeners at one point. I was blowing through the intro because I was just like, people are mm. sick of hearing this kind of thing. And I got some feedback like, uh, English isn't my first language. Can you slow down just a little bit? And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going a little fast on this. I could probably slow this down a smidge. There you go. Uh, Brendan says, speaking of repetition, right? Yeah. I still say milk, it does a body good. Beef is what for dinner. And orange juice, it's not just for breakfast anymore. That's another one that was in there. Sunny D. <laughs> yeah. All those fun things. So yeah. Jim, uh, what's coming up on home gadget geeks? Yeah. So Christian Johnson, uh, joining the program. We spent some time t- uh, going through his new home theater build. So if you're thinking about like you're, you're in this, like, oh, maybe it's time to change up the TV and the speakers and the lighting. I want to put some, cause there's some great TVs out there now. Maybe you're going to think about building a home theater around a brand new TV. We got some things to consider. It's already posted. I got it done before the show out there at homegadgetgeeks.com. 
Nice. On the school of podcasting, this is one of those where I've got like three things I'm working on. Yeah. But I, I, like I think I'm going to put out the episode because next week's is the question of the month. So I think this week I'm going to go with the power of a focus sentence and what a focus sentence is. So if I were doing a segment, I need to come up with a focus sentence that explains in one sentence what this segment is about. And I, I always use the example of podcast movement. I did a session once on every podcast can benefit from editing. That was my focus sentence. And then every slide reinforced that. And by doing that, let's say I'm doing the show already. But anyway, we'll be talking about focus sentences and how to uh, how to say things in a way. There's a, a book I'm reading right now called um, if you're if you're on my newsletter, uh, something about a red thread. That's really good. It's by Tamsin uh, Webster. That much I know. Uh, how many? How much seconds do I have? I have 42 seconds to look this up. Um, find your red thread. Make your big idea, and then of course. Uh, Kindle cut it off, so I can't read it at the top. But you can see there's a lot of highlighting going on in this book, and it talks about how to say things in a way that will get your audience to then tell other people about your show. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks to the chat room. Thanks to marketpodcastbranding.co, based on a true story podcast.com, and the Dog Podcast Network. We will see you next week. <laughs>